Revelation chapter 14 does not need any help becoming interesting. And yet in the midst of it, as the story begins to be about the end times, and not just our lives in light of the impending end times, which is what apocalyptic literature does, both gives us the supernatural perspective or the king's perspective, but also our lives in light of the end times. Chapter 14 talks about the beginning of that, but in the midst of that also talks about heaven and hell, things that are regularly on people's minds. So welcome to 5 More Minutes, a podcast where I talk about the gospel, and it's supposed to encourage you, even when it includes the word hell. One of the reasons that I started this podcast is because I'll often come home from church and, and begin talking about the things I didn't talk about. And my wife will rightly point out that I'm in charge, I'm the pastor, and if I want to preach on something a little more, I can, and people are not going to make a big stink, and she's not wrong. This past week, because it's in the middle of the text and because it's not actually the purpose of the text, and yet it's mentioned in the text, I both didn't talk about hell and heaven, and I kind of wanted to. So chapter 14, verses 10 through 13 says this, He also will drink the wine of God's wrath, the one who has the beast, the mark of the beast, poured full strength into the cup of his anger, and he will be tormented with fire and sulfur in the presence of the holy angels and in the presence of the Lamb. And the smoke of their torment goes up forever and ever, and they have no rest day or night, these worshippers of the beast and its image, and whoever receives the mark of its name. Here is a call for the endurance of the saints, those who keep the commandments of God and their faith in Jesus. And I heard a voice from heaven saying, Write this, Blessed are the dead who die in the Lord from now on. Blessed indeed, says the Spirit, that they may rest from their labors, for their deeds follow them. Earth was not important, and Revelation briefly but strongly opposes all of this. Um, Note that it says in verse 13 that they may rest from their labors, for their deeds follow them. And yet, I know that's not what interests you. What interests you is where is hell, who's going to hell, what is hell like, and every text in the scriptures which talk about hell, and there are a lot, always talks about it as a metaphor. And that should not distract us from the horrificness of it, but it should clue us in about what it's pushing us towards and not just what it's describing. So here, the description in verse 10 and verse 11, I only drank verse 11, or I only, (laughs) that's funny, I only drank verse 11, I only read verse 11, but verses 10 and 11 are a parody, a very sad and even terrifying parody of the throne room of the Lamb in chapters 4 and 5 of Revelation. And in that way, they are a sad, metaphorical parody of heaven described in verse 13, that they may rest from their labors for their deeds follow them, meaning through faith in Jesus, whose faithfulness purchased everlasting rest. Those who die before Jesus comes back to earth to renew it go to heaven and rest from their labors for their deeds follow them. You see, our deeds matter not because they merit us anything, but because they show where our allegiance is. In the same way that our deeds matter and our allegiance might show that we have the mark of the beast or the mark of the one 
who gave his life as a ransom for many, that they might be a kingdom of priests. The point is that in the middle of the Revelation, and especially chapter 14, there's a description both of hell and of heaven, and it is consistent with the rest of the scriptures that hell is no God, and heaven is the very presence of God. And then the wild thing is, what the Revelation adds to that discussion is, there is no wiggle room, none. Our allegiance is either to self, which means Satan, or to Jesus. To nation, which means Satan through the influence of the first and the second beast, or to Jesus. One gives us rest, and the other gives us torment. And we do not choose Jesus because the alternative is bad, but we notice in the grace of being chosen by him that he offers us rest because he is loving and kind. Revelation is terrifying, and yet it presents truth. And the reality which we know, which is that our allegiance must go somewhere. Hopefully it is to the Lamb who loves us and likes us and calls us his own because of his work and not ours. Thank you.